welcome one, welcome all to another developer interview here on the Xbox Expansion Pass. Today I'm joined by Jonathan Smars, self-described lead tinkerer at Iron Gate Studio, working on the Viking survival title Valheim. We're on the eve of their console launch. I am your host, Luke Lore, the insipid ghost. Jonathan, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm very glad you agreed to come on. I know you guys are swamped. We're right at the cusp of you guys launching onto console. Uh, quite the journey you guys have had for Valheim. I, I didn't realize the world I was jumping into when I started doing research for our interview. This was a solo project as far back as 2017. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it was Richard, our founder, who started this um, as a like side project to begin with. And then, then turned out to be this huge game that that got enormous success eventually. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a very interesting journey. And uh, yeah, if it started as a solo project, that was prior to the founding of Iron Gate. Is that correct? Yeah, like I mean, uh, I I wasn't part of it back then when he started. He was just by himself. Um, so I don't know the exact details, but yeah, I mean, he he started building the project. He put it up on itch. Uh, and then he got his, his old friend Henrik to join him as a co-founder and, uh, then they founded the company and they kind of, um, yeah, they hired a few hires and, and, uh, released for early access and, uh, and here we are today. So now I have to get this out of the way early on. You, you describe yourself as the lead tinkerer. That's a wonderfully, uh, <laughs> cute and fun title. I don't know what you do on the game though, brother. What, what do you, what do you, what's your day to day like? Yeah, that's kind of a joke. Uh, we don't really have official titles. We're a small indie studio, and uh, we can call whatever ourselves whatever we want. So, I just think it's kind of a kind of a decent title because it's mm -hmm. kind of sad. like I'm the uh, Richard is our CEO and founder, and he's also the like created the game basically by himself in the beginning, and then uh, a lot of us other people joined, and I'm the only other coder. So, I'm. Uh, mainly a coder but also i worked as a 3d artist uh, like in in triple a long time ago and i uh, did a lot of other stuff too so it's a little bit of everything and that's kind of how we like it at iron gate is that we are kind of generalists all of us working on whatever corner needs the most work at the moment and whatever we are we think is most fun to work on so that's just cool that's that's exciting. What do you say? What would you say you spend the most time working on, like coding, art? How do you like setting things up? What do you do? Uh, yeah, definitely coding on my part. Uh, but setting things up and coding is like same uh, <laughs> in Unity. Yeah. Like, there's quite a little, quite a lot of time on on just putting all the pieces together in the engine. Um, uh, just like yeah, getting everybody's work, putting it together uh, into yeah into the editor connecting it with the, with the scripts, connecting it with the logic and like trying out the game, playing it together. Yeah. And, and how big would you say your team is at this point, given that it started as a solo project? I know you were brought in, uh, so, you know, kind of early on where, where's your project size right now? Yeah. Um, that's a difficult question to answer. Um, I think like actual developers working on Valheim, um, I mean, we are 13 people at the company mm -hmm. uh, and we are maybe, I don't know, seven or eight, like actually developing the game. Um, if you want to take like a developers and then we have a, 
we have uh, other things like support and community management and uh, and things like that business uh, things so so you would say that like the development team seven to eight people but then the rest are are doing things like working with the community or or managing business relationships that kind of stuff am i envisioning that right yeah, something like that. But like I said, we all do a lot of different stuff. So, I mean, everybody is basically involved, of course, in Valheim in, in a lot of different ways. Um, so, so in a lot of ways, I'd say we are 13 people working on it. Gotcha. Uh, it, it really <laughs> Even depends. the lead tinkerer does interviews. I yeah, guess. exactly. I guess so. And That's cool. That's cool. Well, I, I look at Valheim and I got to tell as I mentioned a moment ago, I wasn't prepared for everything that this game has done since its inception, the community that you guys have built. Uh, but for anybody that, so if I wasn't prepared, I'm assuming some listeners weren't, I would describe this as a Viking survival game, but I don't think that does it justice. How do you guys describe it when people are, are asking about Valheim or just what it is? Wow, that's a good question. I guess if you asked anybody at the company, we would probably describe it in different ways. Um, so I'll just give my take on it, like not being the official, uh, uh, how do you say, the description of the game. But it's definitely mm -hmm. a Viking survival game. Um, but it's also like, um, how should you say? It's like it's 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 a mixture of exploration, but also the creative aspect of you you get your own world um, uh, procedurally generated for you, and you 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 can explore it and do whatever you want with it. Uh, like change it as you wish build there's a, like a lot of people spend a lot of time building in the game uh there's some amazing um builds that you can see on the internet like we are blown away all the time by new pe by people posting their images and we're very impressed with what people can do with the game um and also the whole i would say multiplayer experience uh like you can play the entire game by yourself or you can play it with your friends like up to 10 people um and that's i think also a very nice aspect of it like you join up with friends and you find your own kind of roles within the game. Like people play it in very different ways. Some people like the combat and focus on like bosses and stuff. And some people stay at home and, and build the house and, and maybe uh, cook and like gather resources together. There's a lot of different ways to play it, which I think is a really nice aspect. When I'm watching gameplay videos and I've got one on my second screen right now, uh, it's pretty crazy. You're dropped onto this, this map. And you've got nearly nothing. You've got to go out. You've got to uh, use your pickaxe or, or your fists at one point uh, to gather resources. Uh, and then it looks like you are nearly Lego building your different forts and bases, all for the purpose of survival. Is that right? It's all a survival game? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a survival game, but it's also, I mean, at the same time, it has this this progression path of exploring the world by of course, gaining new items and stuff, but like the main path is basically find these bosses and kill them to prove your worth to Odin. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I guess compared to maybe other survival games where, where like if you'd say the focus is only on actually surviving, like we actually have kind of a clear goal where like you're dropped in, you see these stones around you with these, uh, uh, with these symbols on them and it's basically telling you to, yeah, survive but prove yourself by by getting the heads of each boss and putting them on these uh, tombstones that we have here which is just dope and very viking like especially given you know valheim being the name like you are trying to to prove your worth to odin get into the viking afterlife is that right am i correct it's kind of like viking limbo would that be a fair yeah i think so um 
I, <laughs> I think it sounds pretty good. I'm not yeah. the I'm not the expert at the lore, <laughs> to be honest. No problem. But that's basically what it is. If I sounded like an expert at lore, that's totally what I was going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Um, so I, I'm digging watching this and discovering uh, how people are learning about uh, what to do in Valheim. I'm looking at these different builds that you were talking about. Uh, and I assume you mean like the different structures they are building, but I'm sure that there are other ways to interpret it. I'm seeing the coolest tree houses I've ever seen. Like it's taking me back to childhood in that way. Uh, to be, to manage the different elements, resource management. I could see a family of four uh, jumping in, each having their own assigned roles. One build the house, one cook, one go out and hunt or fight fight enemies and stuff and still not get bored for, for days on end. Um, is that something you see with your community base? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's it's it's really nice. Like we get we get so many letters uh, from people say like just like basically they in, in different ways they sometimes they have suggestions and stuff, but a lot of the time they just want to describe like how they played the game and what it, how they helped them and like it's it's lots of different constellations. Like people uh, catching up with old friends that they haven't met for a long time in like an, like a game that is kind of nostalgic for them. Uh, because it's kind of reminiscent of like this this retro art style, uh, mm -hmm. but there's also like families where you see like a parent saying, "Oh, I played this with my kids, and this is such a good way to connect." And mm -hmm. and like, uh, uh, I mean, it's it's maybe not uh, for the for the youngest kids. I wouldn't have my my five year old play it quite yet, but because uh, it's a little bit uh, violent still. But mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely something that you can do like with your whole family. Like one of my favorite, there's a Swedish streamer actually. There's like an old. Uh, lady i think she's 65 or something plus no way and she plays it with her grandchildren like she has this stream where she played uh other games with her grandchildren and and uh, we we're just like hey do you want to try this game and she she started playing this and she's like people can play this for hundreds of hours in some cases uh or in some cases even thousands of hours but uh, you can really build like you said the builds like to, to play the game it's not like you're forced to build a lot you have to build your little camp and and, and build something up but but even though there's no like real requirement to to go beyond that people spend so much time they can build entire cities you can like name anything and you can find somebody who built it like these crazy builds uh like boat houses and and, and lighthouses and and tree houses like you say uh mm -hmm. and also a lot of other stuff that just could like robots and whatever like huge huge structures well that's cool and you've got your own skyrim grandma that's that's pretty big right there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's she's great. I think that means you've arrived. You've arrived. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's cool. Now, you mentioned at the top of the interview, and of course I discovered as well, uh, Valheim is procedurally generated. And that can bring a number of really cool instances. It can also bring some challenges in terms of, of building the game. Uh, there's multiple biomes within this procedurally generated realm, I guess you would call it. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they are divided up by servers. And how many people can play on each server? So you create your world. Mm -hmm. um, you like you specify a seed if you want to have like uh, the same world as you've had at different time. But otherwise, it's completely randomly generated, uh, procedurally generated, which mm -hmm. which makes it kind of unique for you. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can play in that world by yourself, or you can start a server uh, to allow friends to join you. And um, so. Like, 
multiplayer wise you would just you create your server you create your world and you you choose to like to enable like uh, allow people to join you or not mm -hmm. uh, you can also host a dedicated server uh, if you want to be able to have friends playing at different times uh, a lot of people have dedicated servers where they're running on a separate either you run it on a separate computer um, or you can you can uh, uh, rent a server from somebody like a third party online. There's a lot of different hosting services that provide that so that you just pay a, a fee and, and you have your world running like 24 seven all the time available. Now, how does that work as the game's going to be entering into the Xbox space? Because I know a lot of my audience are console based players. Uh, how does that kind of server element uh, work for the console players? I mean, it works basically in the exact same way. We really wanted to. We've been pushing a lot uh, to have the game as, as, uh, as, uh, how do you say, like the, the exact same experience on the PC as on the on the Xbox. And we have mm -hmm. crossplay, so you can play together with people from whichever platform you choose. Mm -hmm. um, so it works the exact same way. Uh, I guess the difference is you might not want to have your Xbox running twenty four seven for weeks on end. Mm -hmm. So. Like you can definitely host your game, your your world on an Xbox and have everybody join there. But when you turn it off, then your friends are not going to be able to play, obviously, because you need to have this one uh, server that's that's hosting the world. Uh, so in those cases, it is could be interesting to look at. Like, okay, the Xbox players, just like the PC players, can can utilize in renting a, a third party server mm -hmm. in case they want to have it running twenty four seven. But or you just leave it on, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, so I ask this out of ignorance. So, pardon me if it's an obvious answer. But uh, if I'm an Xbox player and I'm the one that that created the world, if I turn off the game, can I come back to that same world? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, okay. everything is saved. So, so you'll have the save file for your world, and mm -hmm. um, in, like <clears throat> the the host. I mean, the player who starts the world is the one who has the world. So, in case you're playing on a friend's. A world and you want to continue and that person does not want to continue you will have to get like the world file from that person in case you want would want to continue and that's also possible you can you can it's a little bit complicated with the xbox because you're not like on a pc where you can just like copy over files and send them on an email but it's definitely possible uh, using the uh the micro like the xbox app on the on the pc you can access your your save files if you'd want to gotcha that's really cool that's really cool now you mentioned that it's cross-play and that's got to be super exciting for you guys. Crossplay between Xbox, between the PC versions. Now, where is the PC version available? Steam, Itch, where are we talking? Uh, the PC version is on Steam and on the Microsoft Store. So, okay. yeah, those two platforms. Gotcha. Very cool. Uh, we had a listener write in that was asking about keyboard and mouse being available over on the console side. Uh, is that something that you guys are working towards? Uh, it's something that we want to support. Uh, it's a little bit more complicated than we would have hoped, uh, not just like enable it and just have it there. So at launch, it's not officially supported, um, but it does partially work. Uh, the mouse is completely disabled, sadly, but but uh, the keyboard works for certain things. Like, But it's very limited. Like You can input text inputs for, for signs, like when you name things, and, and I think you can use a few of the keys, but, but it's definitely not supported at launch, but it's something that we're looking at to to have uh, in the near future. Gotcha. Makes sense. And, and that would make sense because the game is launching into game preview over on Xbox. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. That's that's what they like. It's uh, on PC. It's also I mean, that where it's called early access uh, for 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 Steam, for example. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's it's it will be in in that state until until we we finish basically all the biomes that we have promised that uh, so the game is that has it has a complete end gotcha that makes sense now uh, edward luddington wrote in over on twitter and he asked uh, what was the first moment where in playtesting it really felt like the game was coming together that you guys knew you had something here do you mean like on xbox or in general um let's let's take it in general because that could be a big question if we're not careful uh yeah that was i would have to say i think that's probably even before my time then because that was during uh when richard was working on this game by himself then he would post it on itch like or he posted mm-hmm. it on youtube and stuff and they, they have people playing and it kind of got quite popular then already people were um he got a really positive responses like even before the game was released at all so so i think that he probably realized that uh that okay this this is actually could be quite interesting uh, people seem to be interested in it gotcha when did you guys decide to bring it over to the console space um that's a good question as well i mean we've talked we've been talking about it for a long time but i can't i'm not actually sure exactly when we started developing that. i don't i can't, can't remember it exactly but i mean it was well, all right, so ballpark it for me. We're talking like three years ago, two years ago, recently is six months. Can you ballpark it? I mean, the yet? game uh, the game released, uh, like, uh, how much was it? It was a little over two years ago now, uh, mm-hmm. February, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I guess there was talk about it kind of early, but it was maybe just like, say, a year and a half ago that we were, a year or a year and a half ago that we were looking at it a little bit more seriously, uh, I guess. That makes sense. That makes sense. Now, we mentioned earlier on that uh, when you jump in with other players, uh, up to 10 players can be with you. Now, are all of these players friendly? Are they enemies? Are they somewhere in between? Like you, you can you can make the mistake of betraying people. Uh, how does that work? Talking about other players in your game. Uh, in general, I would say this is a game to play with your friends together, like cooperatively. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the that's the main focus of it. Like you, it's not a game where you, in general, just join a random server and hunt them down and try to kill them and destroy their experience. It's not like a PvP game in that way at all. Mm-hmm. But but you can enable PvP damage if you want to. Um, mm-hmm. But then you have to both both players have to explicitly uh, click on the PvP like enabled button, which makes you give and receive PvP damage in case you want to like just try it, try it out, fight it out or something. Or if you decide to, okay, on our server, we have two camps and we're actually fighting each other. I mean, that's completely up to you. Volheim is a game where it's, you can really make with it whatever you, like not whatever you want, but like it's really open-ended in that way. It's not controlled of, you have to play in exact this way. So it's you, mostly you versus the elements and the, the world's enemies then. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about those world enemies because there are some dope things that I have seen depending on the biomes. Uh, each biome seems to have their own kind of big bad, uh, but I'm seeing things like stone golems. Uh, what I think was a deer with some incredibly cool antlers that have lightning or something going on. Uh, I'm also <laughs> yeah. seeing skeletons. Like, Talk to me about your enemies that you have to, to battle. Yeah, I mean, there's a there is a whole number of incredible creatures to to uh, conquer. I'd say in Valheim, like you have each biome has unique uh, enemy type enemies, uh, and everything like has serves kind of a purpose. Like they have a very um, thought through design 
uh, with them. And, the, and every biome also has a boss. And the boss is the, like the most badass thing you're going to meet in that, in that biome. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm really impressed with, uh, with uh, the designs. And like, uh, it's, it's kind of like everything, a collaborative effort. But a lot of it has been like, uh, like Robin, our art uh, our main art dude, as he calls himself, I think, mm-hmm. uh, who, who Lead brings up dude. a lot of these designs. Mm-hmm. He, he just, he's, he's really creative. Like he just like put, everybody throws in their ideas. He like does a bunch of sketches and like he gets these crazy badass looking bosses and, and monsters for, for us to, to hunt. Now I know you said you weren't a lore guy, but are these all coming from like Norse mythology or are they just, Hey, what's cool? <sighs> It's a little bit of a mix, I would say. Like, uh, it's 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 Viking inspired lore uh, mm-hmm. as much as we can, but we don't limit ourselves to have to be like historically correct in any way. So it, it's there's definitely a lot of stuff like that. Uh, it's just like, it's just cool and badass and and fun. So then that that's okay for us. Gotcha. I get a kick out of it in watching the game gameplay because I haven't had a chance to play yet as it's it's launching today uh, on on console. But like seeing Odin's ravens pop in and talk to you are, are pretty darn cool, uh, I think. Now, talk to me about these biomes, because that can mean a lot of things to a lot of different players. Uh, I'm looking at jungle gameplay. I'm seeing gameplay kind of on a beach near water. I would imagine you've got some snowy tundra type stuff. Talk to me about your biomes. Yeah, um, I don't. I like. We don't really have a jungle, but I mean, it's more like a like a northern forest. forest uh, I should have said say, forest. But, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, there's like you start out in this green pasture kind of uh, area, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it's like it's also. I mean, it's a forest, pastures, and and water and, and and oceans. It's kind of a. It's it's a colorful, nice, fairly friendly area. Uh, and there's mostly, there are mostly animals like boars and deers uh which are a little bit like the boars are a little bit dangerous and then there's our little graylings which are uh our little um creatures that might show up and, and try to beat you as well uh but but it's it's really um how should you say like uh, uh an adventure of like a lot of people spend a lot of time you can say in the first biome like you can mm-hmm. you can you can play for ton of time there some people are fine with just like staying there but then eventually you'll see like oh you come to the the the, the black forest which is like the mo- more dangerous forest area um and and, uh, and and eventually you'll find a like a snowy mountain and you'll want to con- maybe you'll want to conquer those and get up there and then you'll have to get some gear like uh, become stronger to be able to to manage that and and yeah then after that there's a few more biomes you have the um the plains what you said and you have the Mistlands, which was our latest update, uh, which is kind of a more mysterious, a little bit more magical area, uh, much further down in the game. And right now we're working on the the Ashlands, which is like kind of a hellish lava landscape, uh, which you'll be able to get to later. Ashlands just sounds cool. Yeah. Like that just sounds cool. Uh, in in general when you so it's a survival game obviously uh when you die are you kicked back to the very beginning of your game or do you have like i don't know if checkpoints would be the right way but but take that how i mean it you know do you have points where you can return to do you lose all your inventory what happens when you die yeah so when you die we're kind of um we like games with a challenge um and uh when you die you drop 
everything that you're holding at the moment, like your whole inventory, all your equipped gear and everything, and you create a tombstone uh, where you died. And you also get a little marker on the map so you can know this is where you died. And you will really want to return to that point and uh, retrieve your items uh, to be able to continue. And if, if it's really difficult, maybe you'll have to get some craft a little bit of other gear to be able to get back there. So it's a really bad idea to go very far out and die in like the hardest area. Like uh, some, some people, like there's tons of stories of like you run up on the mountain, a snowy mountain, you die of cold and you lose all your gear. But then you realize, oh, I can't actually reach the top of the mountain without any gear on. So it might mm -hmm. be stuck there until you get something else to be able to get there. So it's, so yeah, you'll probably learn this very quickly that, okay, I'll, I need to be a little bit careful where I go. Just don't run out and die in the middle of the ocean and not be able to re return there. Gotcha. That's funny. That's funny. So a lot of hard lessons learned uh, in players future for sure. Is that yep. correct? Fair enough. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. I'm looking through a lot of the, the, player questions uh or listener questions i should say and a lot of them are uh excited by the idea of getting to play with their friends via cross play uh i think we've answered quite a bit of that um we had we did have a question from hassan who asked about uh if we could expect a playstation release in the future now before we answer that specific question i was wondering if you could talk about how you ended up kind of connecting with xbox to launch into game preview um yeah, I mean, I wasn't part of the like uh, the initial initial hellos of mm -hmm. uh, that because we have our publisher Coffee Stain, uh, who is also helping us a lot with uh, with yeah with the whole publishing side. But uh, at some point, then uh, uh, I think they reached out and and were interested in seeing this on uh, the Microsoft platforms and uh, and uh, yeah, I don't I don't actually know the details of that. I'm sorry. No, no problem. Uh, any expectation to launch into other console platforms? Uh, currently, we're only looking at the Xbox, um, but yeah, you never know. Yeah, never know. Cool, cool deal. Uh, I'm curious if you could talk about co-op play. Is there local co-op play? Or if like uh, a young or a gentleman was asking about, it, could he play with his daughter on the same Xbox? Or are we talking like you want to have two separate experiences and that's the best way to do it? um yeah so it's a little bit we do not have like split screen or you cannot play two people actively at the same time okay but uh one variant of that like um you can definitely play of course multiplayer like if you have two xboxes or if you have one xbox and one pc mm -hmm. or something like that um sure. you can definitely share the same world and i really recommend trying that if you if you can um but you can also like if you only have one play place to play you can create you can each create your own character Mm -hmm. uh, and you can actually play in the same world if you're playing separately. So, for example, you could create one, create the world, start playing around a little bit, and then your daughter wants to play. Then she can create her own character and keep playing in the same world. And you can like kind of take turns uh, running around in that world and building on your houses and stuff. So in that way, I guess you you could. It's a little bit different way of playing it. But um, if you only have one 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 machine, that's that's one way of doing it. But but it's also so a game where just like sitting together playing. I think that's also kind of a social experience. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm thinking like that's kind of a cool thing too. Like no matter what, they can in inhabit and work in that same world thanks to the way you guys have designed those ser those server elements. I can just jump in and continue the experience uh, kind of asymmetrically if they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I dig that. Uh, 
I'm oh one more question that I want to make sure I don't leave out on a listener here. Massive gaming written. Uh, is there a frame rate or target resolution for the Series S and X that maybe differs from PC? Uh, yeah. So I mean, the PC is uncapped. Of course, you can attain whatever uh, FPS you want to uh, in case you have like insane hardware and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. so in that way, it's different. Like uh, for Xboxes, and you have to have a a set frame rate. Uh, it also has to sync up with your TV and all that. So so we do have um, we do have basically for the series we have um, two different modes, uh, w- which are the quality mode and the performance mode. And we're also mm-hmm. going to add a balanced mode. I don't think we got that out to the uh, to the release, but probably going to add that later. So mm-hmm. the quality mode basically is at 4K, 30 FPS. Mm-hmm. Um, but the performance mode, which I personally would recommend everybody, mm-hmm. I'm not sure why. You're... I'm right with you on performance mode all day. Give me them yeah, frames. Exactly. Then you have, but then it's 1080p, uh, but then it's 60 FPS. So, I mean, I, I would choose 60 FPS over 30 any day, um, but it's, of course, up to whoever wants to choose. Uh, and the balance mode, which will be probably added later, is more for other kind of TVs if you have like a different refresh rate setup because that will be a 40 FPS mode. Uh, with a little bit up graphics anyway, uh, but but other than that, they are very similar. Like the other than the resolution, they are almost identical. So uh, so I would really recommend the performance. And for the Series X and the S, it's basically uh, the same uh, uh, FPS wise, and the Series mm-hmm. S has a, has a little bit lower resolution for the for the same modes. Is it difficult to code for different machines like that? I mean, the, the Series S and X, we hear a lot about how they are the similar different is that does that really affect development in any way i mean yeah (laughs) because you have to take into account the hardware limitations of each platform like we're also since we're also supporting the one xbox one like s and x um they and those just well talking about fps those have a little bit lower specs Uh, i think that they are at both the One X and the One S are 30 FPS for both 1080p and, and 720p. Um, but yeah, like so, since we have to support all the way to the Xbox uh, One S, that means that that uh, memory-wise, for example, we really have to push. Like, we can't have too much. We I mean, we can't go over the memory of what we can get and what we can achieve on the on the One S. Uh, I didn't realize it was going back to xbox one but it's one s specifically not like the original launch xbox one um yeah yeah the one the one as well uh oh, I'm okay like, okay if i'm totally honest i'm 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 bad at all there's so many versions of xbox yeah, i'm really are. confused like if <laughs> well, I, that's what i wanted to clarify i didn't want to get you in hot water by accident so i was like <laughs> all right let me make sure because because sometimes i mix those up too I got yeah, you. yeah but it should be like there's the one and the one s and the x so yeah it should be supported for all of these platforms like both the one and the and the series well okay so as we're winding down uh, i'm watching again i'm watching this on my second screen the whole time we've been talking just different gameplay and i'm watching this uh viking nearly naked viking dude battling graylings a boar and there's a giant troll chasing him um oh he died that's a shame uh, that was the coolest thing to do to watch this troll come out of the woods and just start stalking this dude. That was crazy. Uh, do you have any favorite moments? Like to me, that was a cool moment to watch. Do you have any favorite moments uh, that you can remember or just things that you really like that you hope people get to see for themselves in Valheim? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't want to spoil too much of it because a lot of it, I think, is the surprise aspect of just like like you mentioned the troll, for example. If you're running through the forest and you have no idea that what can come at you, and then all of a sudden there's this huge troll with this big club and everything is just like pounding mm-hmm. after you, that could be quite a like um, surprise moment for you. That uh, that could be very interesting. And there's also like there's several more of those types of experiences and uh, mm-hmm. like. Like one of my favorites happens, can happen. I kind of don't want to spoil this, but like if you're in the ocean, there can be some interesting uh, uh, encounters uh, or also in the other biomes as well. Uh, And then another thing, which has been always been such a, like a kind of a a typical Valheim moment is is when chopping down trees, uh, there's so many ways to die from chopping down trees. Like you you chop them down and they fall over you and you're just smashed, like instantly. Uh, and that is that is uh, for many people that is like the the moment you know okay this is this is the game okay I know what this game is gonna do to me <laughs> yeah okay exactly. and then there's like yeah yeah so I think that is something that that people uh, really somehow they enjoy to die in that way <laughs> yeah yeah some people are gluttons for punishment that's cool um okay so a question I I missed that I meant to ask uh, earlier is. Uh, how difficult has it been to translate a lot of these like PC menus, point and click, that kind of thing, to a controller space? Yeah, um, we did have like we do have full controller support for the PC as well before, uh, thankfully. Okay. But for the menus, there's definitely been quite a lot of work done to make sure that it's always going to work and like it's it's uh, as as intuitive as possible to be able to use them using only a gamepad. But with that said, I mean people have been playing with only a gamepad for for years already and and seem happy enough with it. So but yeah, gotcha. but there's been quite a lot of work done. Like we reworked um, quite a bit of it and and uh, updated the graphics of it a little bit as well, so it should be so it should be uh, on par for for the Xbox release. That is so cool. Well, I want to congratulate you and your team on uh, launching into game preview over on the console side. Uh, I look forward to more updates and and just kind of seeing what happens. I hope you'll be willing to come back when the game launches officially, I guess. I guess you would say since you guys are on game preview, no pressure on when that will be because I know as a developer, it's like, dude, I'm just trying to get it out there. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we basically have uh, two more biomes that we are working on like and who knows what will happen after that i mean hopefully we have tons of more things to do as well but basically we're working on ashlands then it's going to be deep north uh sometime around when we're finished with that it will be uh full the full 1.0 release so 2023 2024 is that even something you can speculate for no, I'm I'd rather not speculate. I like okay. the, the nice thing with us is we can just work on it until we feel that this is done. Like we're in a position where we can really make sure that we are happy with it and that it's a quality product rather than having to rush it to a certain date. So can't Dope. really say at all when it's going to be. No problem. No problem. Well, listeners, again, Valheim uh, available on all your Xbox platforms, I believe, the day that this goes up. So that's fantastic. Of course, it's over on Steam and Windows PC. Is that correct? Yep. Awesome. Uh, let them know where they should find you guys on social. Uh, if you guys have a Discord you want to point them towards or anywhere they can, that listeners can connect with you if they check out Valheim. Yeah, so we have, a, we have a very big active Discord community, which is the best way to connect with other players. If you're looking for people to play with, 
Uh, if you want to share screenshots of your crazy moments or your builds or whatever, really go into our Discord. If you're also, if you have a technical issues and, and there's lots of people who are very helpful there. Um, other than that, we have our website and we also on, uh, several of us are on Twitter. Uh, you can find me there at uh, Jace Mars uh, and, and several of the other devs. We, we are kind of active there, at least. We post new things. And, and at the moment, we said we're going to be a little bit more open with the development of the next biome. So we're posting things that we're working on now and then there. In case you want to reach out or have any issues, you can always find us there. Excellent. Well, listeners, thank you for checking out another developer interview here on the Xbox Expansion Pass. Remember, you can support us over on Patreon. You can drop a like, follow us on all your podcast platforms of choice. Uh, Jonathan, once again, thank you for joining me and have a fantastic rest of your day, man. Thank you. Have a good nice day.